Welcome to the Kickstart Your Edge Play to Win Leadership Podcast, where we've flipped the script with our groundbreaking modus operandi to bring you real, relevant, and relatable tactics and techniques to master your own play to win mindset. Talk about a superpower. It's time to iron your cape. What we know for sure is what got you here won't get you there. You can't see the spinach in your own teeth. And finally, hang on, because this one is really deep. Once you realize that you are the traffic, everything makes complete and unadulterated sense. Welcome to The Edge, where playing not to lose is not an option. So, Karen. Yes, Jen. I am curious, outside of your mom and dad, who or what do you think influence the way you see the world the most? With the most on that, I'm not really sure, but I think a lot of things. Like growing up, teachers, you know, the rest of my family, um, probably what I watched on TV, totally, totally friends. Um, The things I was reading, probably people on, you know, well, they could be sort of friends, right? Softball teams or basketball teams, whatever. Yeah. It's interesting because if we sort of think about how it is that we see the world, we have to go back and look at what are all the influences that we've had. And you named a whole bunch of them, right? Oh, big time. And so our worldview is shaped by people we interact with, by institutions, for, that sounds funny, but uh, for lack of a better word. We have things that we're born into, right? So if we think about this, we have our internal Things that we're born into, our physical ability, our gender, um, technically our age, um, ethnicity, our race, sexual orientation. Those are kinds of things that influence the way that we see the world based on having those different internal characteristics that we go through life with. Yeah, absolutely. And everybody's is different. Right. All the time. Yeah, because they're born into it. Yeah. The The next part is really the external, and you named it, right? So there's the our family beliefs, our race, relationship status, our experiences that we've had, our political beliefs shape how we see the world, uh, where we live, whether it's in a city or in the suburbs or on a farm, whether we live in the United States versus Ukraine. There's so many different types of things that will also influence Um, the thoughts that we have about each other, about the world, about what's important, our values, all of those things. And and then also even um, our careers, right? So if we think from an organizational perspective, who we work for, what are our positions, what's the hierarchy, what's the job function, the job level, the location, um, our status within an organization, and even... As you mentioned, this is sort of more about um, external um, focuses. Um, TV shows, how do people act in an office environment? What is the hierarchy? What are the books that we read? How do we solve problems? You know, it's funny, Joe, when you were just talking about the organizational thing, that's, you know, it made me think about the kind of like the past, my past life, right? The law enforcement life. And made me think about military and it's so ingrained in so many different, you know, in different ways on, you know, how you think, how you show up, what it is that you do, 
because of that, you know, the, the paramilitary structure. And I, this is a great example of like, I feel like now I think so different than I thought then. And it was so, so much about that environment. And it was funny, even after I retired, I remember having different conversations with some of my friends in law enforcement that had also retired. And it was interesting because one of the topics I remember having a conversation around once was about, hey, you know, now we all of a sudden kind of have our quote unquote freedom of speech back because there was different things that like you didn't say being, you know, high ranking officials in the law enforcement world. And when you get out, it's like, hey, you say anything you want. So you were allowed to do certain things based on the organizations that you're in. Oh, it's so true. And all of that then becomes recycled thoughts, right? So even think about when you're six years old, the thoughts that maybe your parents believed that you would repeat, that you would start to have about different people, different situations, different, oh, I don't even know, like so many things that, oh, it's almost like you're getting programmed, you know, not like in a bad way, but just in an influential way. And at some point we have to say what thoughts are being recycled because it's what we learned, but never questioned. Right. But I think it's because there's not the awareness and control over what it is that you're actually thinking. Because people say they don't feel like they have control over their thinking. But they really do, but they don't have the awareness of the control because you're not aware of what it is that you're thinking. And that's the only way you can change it if you have the awareness of how you're thinking about, truthfully, how you're thinking about your life, how you're thinking about how you are showing up. And... And it's not just about the awareness, but it's like the then what. Mm -hmm. So you have the awareness. Okay, great. Awareness without action after that awareness to actually do something isn't gonna isn't gonna really helpful help you. You know, it's interesting. I was talking to my brother a couple months ago, and I was I said, "What is a belief that either mom or dad have that is still so ingrained?" And how you show up in the world. And and we we shared one, we shared both that he brought up, but I actually purposely changed my thought around it. So the one that, that we still work a lot is about following rules. And that was a my mom was very, this is right, this is wrong, this is a rule, you don't break rules, people need to follow rules. And my brother and I we are rule followers, and we both consciously try to break away from that more and more and more. But that has been such a, as we said in our last episode um, of our podcast, got into a rut for us. Yeah. The second one was also about finances, right? So um, Karen can remember when we first met, I was always worried about finances. And anytime I talked to my tax person on the phone, it'd be, you know, tough go afterwards. And money just really... Rep- I hated it. I know you did. And uh, money just represented security. And so having more money was more security, blah, blah, blah. And that came from my mom with a lot of messages she said about money. And she always would say, we can't afford it which was not true. That was not true. We could 
they could choose to not spend their money that way, but it was not true. We couldn't afford it. And it's interesting because my brother says that is one that is so deeply ingrained with him and he hasn't been able to shift his mindset around the money. And I have been able to through a lot of conscious work because I didn't like the way it made me feel. And it's just so interesting to see like what are some of the thoughts and the beliefs that are ruts in your mind that came from just being conditioned that you can consciously choose or not choose. You know, it's funny that you said that, Jen, because it makes me think about like a lot of different things. And part of me is thinking, am I just like a rebel? Because I choose, like growing up, like I, I choose, I, I almost feel like it was like, all right, I was meant to color outside the lines, right? I was meant to push the edges. Like I would push things and push things and push things so far, sometimes crossing the line here and there. There was a very fine line and a choice where, hey, I could have gone into the law enforcement world or maybe not so much. So, <laughs> so like for me, it's funny, you were just so focused on rules and I was so focused on how can I break them. So my question is, who or what influenced you to know that you could color outside the lines and push the edges? Um, and I want to just throw another thought in there. So it could be someone who did that or it could be someone who never did that and you didn't like the rigidity they lived by. Yeah, I don't, I don't feel like there was a lot of rigidity happening, but I think that this ties into some of, you know, I, knew, I know that we've talked about, you know, strength finders in the past. I don't know, maybe that that self-assurance thing and figuring out, hey, no matter what was going to happen, I was just going to be, everything was going to be fine. So just, but I'm not, I'm I'm gonna not sure if that's it or not. Yeah, I'm going to say that's a little different because I always feel everything's going to turn yeah, that's out true fine. Too. Even when I would be worried, you know, concerned about money, I knew it would be fine. Yeah. So, yeah, I just, it would be interesting to see where, and maybe it was somebody you saw on TV, maybe it was a Charlie's Angel. <laughs> It started before Charlie's Angel. Right? But maybe it was somebody that you saw that did that. I don't know. It's just kind of interesting to think about. Yeah, it is. Because I can't think now of a time that I wasn't like that. Yeah. Like, I mean, I was two years old and climbing over a chain link fence to get out of my yard. Yeah, I believe that. (laughs) So, So that's how old this is. Yeah. So it's interesting. I think it, I think it's though, it's fun to think about is so for the listeners, you know, what are the thoughts that you've been recycling that don't work for you? And it's not about that. It's a bad thing or a good thing that you've had them. It's just the conscious thing on if you still want them or not. That money thing was a game changer for me. And it was something I had to actively work on and to go to the money comes easy and the, and there's a whole bunch of things I did around, but there's so much freedom on the other side of that. And so that would be my question to people listening. What is it that you are in a rut about that has come from old recycle thoughts that you're either born into, influenced by, or even in your organization? And, and I think we can end it with, you're not your thoughts. 
Thanks for listening to the Kickstart Your Edge Play to Win Leadership Podcast. Craving more? Of course you are. Check out our website at kickstartyouredge.com, where we fire you up, fan the flames of your competitive edge culture, and ignite your tenacious pursuit of an all-out play-to-win mindset.